Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. Um, remember, you can catch our podcasts everywhere you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio. Um, and you could also catch us on Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. And you could follow the station manager there, the Reverend Mr. Thomas Bryce at Thomas Bryce 2017 on Twitter for all the scheduling and for all the other shows that is on Sportswire Radio. So, Charmin, what's happening, man? Super Bowl is done. 2021 season's done. What a season, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it was it was crazy, man. I mean, more football than we've we've seen in one season before. Yeah. Um, it seems like it was almost curated to fit what exactly what the NFL wanted, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drama. A lot of drama, man. Um, teams are falling on and off. Um, nobody who was who was the really consistent team, like. <laughs> The two teams that ended up in the Super Bowl, they were identical in a lot of ways, like we pointed out in our last episode. And, yep. And uh, even in that game, it came down to the wire. So it was that kind of, hey, man, the NFL is parody galore. <laughs> Basically, yes. that's they what got, it was. They definitely got what they wanted, right? <laughs> they, yes, sir. This, this, like you said, this is parody. I mean, and this was probably the craziest – I would say regular season we've seen, and without a doubt, the craziest and best playoff season we've ever seen. I mean, every game was a game-winning touchdown or a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, it's every game was great. You know, Super Bowl topped it off. Um, what, what are your what are your quick thoughts about the the Super Bowl? Uh, I think I saw. I saw good coaching by some assistants and head coaching. I think some, both of those head coaches, I think they had horrible moments, some really bad moments. I think, uh, I think, uh, I, I, I think McVay could have been better. I think, I think, uh, I, I don't know if I, I never thought I would say that, but I think his quarterback made him look good. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the Bengals coach also made some horrible mistakes. Um, I, it's just a horrible time to make a mistake like that when you've been doing so well all season, and when you really need it, then you end up, you know. That I think they, I think they um, abandoned the run. I think that hurt them. Um, I think they were bringing. They kept. I don't remember if you, you know, they kept bringing in an extra lineman. And running the running that wide zone, yeah. The Rams couldn't stop it. I don't know why they stopped doing it. You know, they just abandoned the run at too quickly, man. That that killed them. So, so I, I definitely uh, think that was an issue. Um, the injuries, man. The injuries was a big deal. Uh, we started seeing because the the loss of Odell Beckham changed everything for the Rams and. I think it, it took a little while for the team to kind of recover from that because he was doing so well, you know. Um, there were tight ends missing. Uh, there was there was so much missing there, and um, but 
the players that needed to step up, they stepped up in a big way. They did what they had to do. So at the end of the day, we just got to see the best of the best against each other and the best survived. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it, 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 it didn't look like the Rams were going to win it until, you know, until the very end um, on that last drive. It was just basically Stafford to cup, right? That on that last drive, it was uh, yeah. everybody knew where the ball was going. I don't think there was no other. And we were talking about it uh, earlier off the air that outside of Cooper cup, when after Hopkins, um, Hopkins, hmm. after, <laughs> after OBJ got hurt, after he, after he was out for the game, I mean, who else on that, on that off, who else out of the receivers are really scaring you for the for nobody the i mean nobody van, uh van jefferson nope no he had a couple couple uh chances didn't make anything of it um he had four catches for 23 um, yards that 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 <laughs> there was the one kid there was the one kid that dropped the the tipped the ball up in the air yeah i forget his name Skoranic. Yeah, skull, right. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. Uh, That's horrible. Yeah, um, and 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 listen, man. There's a lot of praise going around for Matt Stafford, and and I join on in the praise. I think the fact that you know you hadn't thrown for, to Daryl Henderson all season, and all of a sudden he's part of your offense, and when you needed him, you targeted him five times with four three catches on forty three yards. <laughs> you know. You haven't thrown to Bryson Hopkins all season, and then all of a sudden you throw into him four times with four completions and 47 yards. That makes a lot. Man, listen, as, you know, oh. <laughs> on-the-fly adjustment as a quarterback, you know, don't care who it is. You're just throwing the damn ball. I give him – I praise him for that, man. I praise him for rise, rising to the occasion when he had to. Um, people, people – now people could stop, you know, pointing fingers at the guy that he's this and he's that. You know what he is now. Is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, he was marred by by the organization he played for. Basically, that's what it was. And you and you gotta remember, he did all this right that whole second half, basically, and some of the first half. And this was the Super Bowl. We're not talking about Week Seven, you know, a Week Seven <laughs> game. This is the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl. And he had to start throwing to guys that he hasn't thrown to really all year, using a running back who hasn't played much all year as well in Daryl Henderson, even Cam Akers, right? He just came yeah. back. So, yep. I mean, I, I you, you got to give them credit for doing what they did on the fly, basically. Um, and, and, of course, second half, I think that's where – the Rams defense made the big, the bigger adjustment than anybody because that's when we started to see uh, Aaron Donald start to make his presence felt more in the second half than he did the first half. Yeah, I, and and it's all because of what the Rams coaches or defensive coaches were willing to do to um, negate that slide protection they were using to get to get to Donald and double team him. Um, they started um, creating situations where both Donald and uh, I always forget his name, um, fast rusher from the Broncos. Oh, Von Miller. Von Miller is on the same side. You know, you have two of those players on side, and they started running, you know, games, you know, 
T-E-E-T stunts, you know, on the outside. Now, now guess what? You don't have it. You don't have, there's no issue. I mean, there's a new issue basically. So now what, how you can't slide protect that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so they, so they were have they started having issues. Floyd started coming alive because then he started getting more one-on-ones. So the adjustments that they made to, to um, what uh, the Bengals, and I think, I think uh, we saw the 49ers for a long time do the same thing um, to the Rams where they negated a lot of Aaron Donald because of the way they slide protected him. Uh, but uh, but um, they came up they came up big when it needed to. I mean, not they, but Aaron Donald, man. I mean, for you to, to your two last plays to be fourth and one. Was it fourth and one or third and one? Uh, the, the, was there one the one where he had the four on one play? Was it the four on one play where he grabbed the he 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 he, he, he uh, stood up the guard, reached out with the other arm, stood up the guard with one arm, reached around him, grabbed the running back, and pulled him back from getting the first down. Yep, and then. <laughs> Then he had the then he had the 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 sack the sack you know playing he he made one play on the left hand side and then he goes lines up on the right hand side and bends the corner like a freaking edge rusher. <laughs> yeah, I mean think about it. They had, the sack. They had three plays Sheesh. to get one yard. The Bengals. Oh, that's brother. Right at the end of that, the game. That is horrible. Run the ball. Get the get get that your first horrible. down. <laughs> I would right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, as good as you want to tip your cap to what the what the Rams were able to do, you got to ask yourself why the Bengals were not being that more dynamic in that area in that situation. You know, they, you know, so so they failed miserably at just getting not getting one yard. That's not good. You Super Bowl or not, you got to get that yard, bro. And you were you right know. about midfield. You're at the 49-yard line. Yeah. You're, you know, so if you get your first down, okay, you run up, and then you spike it. And at the very least, it's second down and 10, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. 49, you know, 49, 48-yard line. So, okay, you got to get, what, 10 more yards maybe to get a field goal, to get a legit field goal shot? Something like right? that. Yeah. It's like the 40, I guess. And that and that kid hadn't hadn't missed all, all season, right? All playoffs yeah. or whatever it was. I don't know why yeah. they passed on every down. I mean, try to run it. Get get your first down. Get that out of the way. And then, you know, then you start playing with your, you know, the side pass, you know, the quick pass to the sideline just to get your five, ten more yards, and then you you get your field goal to tie it up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, I thought I thought they were I thought they they missed an opportunity to do a lot of things. I think. I think I think the coaches started coaching a little tight on the Bengals side, and I think we spoke about this too. Experience matters, right? Yep. In the circumstances, um, experience matters. Experience not only by the coaches but by the players. Um, um, when you have uh, Matthew Stafford, when you have an Aaron Donald, um, these guys will gather the players around and, and you know, and, and you know, basically will like will them forward basically you know because you know what they're going to do they're going to perform and then that forces you as a player playing next to them to perform too you don't have a choice but to because then you'll be exposed so um it was awesome to see 
um, that um, I think a conversation about Jalen Ramsey we need to have at some point. <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, yeah, he, he just had a bad game. He had a bad game, and and um, well, the one long pass wasn't. It was more of uh, Higgins yeah. grabbing his helmet, uh, grabbing his face pants. That was that was definitely true on that play, but but there was a the catch Chase had on up on the right on the right, yeah, right side of the field. You know, he was out of position. He got out of and he got out of position. He had Chase got into his blind side, his blind spot, and you know he lost him. And for somebody that has the kind of experience that he has as a corner, one of the best in the NFL, allow to allow that kid to get into your blind spot and turn you around like that. That's not good. You know, that's not good. I think, I think, you know, I, I think the technique he used, um, you know, I'll, I'll defer to people that have more knowledge on defense than me, but I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the technique I would use in that circumstance. I think that, that, that definitely hurt his chances of getting his um, contest in, that that throw so uh yeah i mean great game um again i felt bad for obj i thought that was he he would have been the mvp because i think cooper cup would have been constantly doubled and tripled and and he would probably he would probably have at least 100 yards receiving a couple touchdowns and the rams would have won going away because the bengals just couldn't get out of their own way uh, so yeah, that, that, that's what I, I believe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I thought when he, when he went down, I thought that was it. I did not think, uh, the Rams were going to win because they really didn't have that other option on offense to throw to. Um, but, um, and you know what? Cup didn't even go for over a hundred yards, even though he won the MVP, nope. he didn't even go for nope. over hundred yards. So, I mean, great game, especially at the end couple of big catches, obviously the winning uh, touchdown as well. Um, but Stafford finishes 26 out of 40, 283, three touchdowns, two picks. And he was also sacked twice. Um, and Joe Burrow, you know, gave his best 22 out of 33, 263, a touchdown, uh, no pick and no fumble. So not bad for your first shot in, in nope. the biggest game of the year. So yeah, and he played with poise and everything. He didn't see him crumble or anything like that. I think oh. they made. I think again, like I said, I, I, I the game plan was just not. <laughs> well, one thing I think, I think, I think the uh, fact that you come into a game in a, into a game plan and be like, well, we can't really throw the ball downfield, so we're not really we're gonna take that out of the game. We're gonna do it here sparingly, but we're gonna really, you know. We're not going to do that that much. If that's what you're going to do, then you're, you're going to lose. Um, they didn't do it enough. They couldn't because, I mean, I, I heard uh, ESPN Greeny say something about how there were in the whole, for the whole season, there was no team that had a low, a higher win, win rate, pass rush, win rate, win rate, say that three times fast, uh, against another team like the Rams had against the, the Bengals offensive line. It was incredible. It was an incredible beatdown, basically, if you, if, if you uh, watch the, the win rate numbers. So, uh, but we, but we went, we knew that, right? I think, I think that's something we kind of expected. I don't know if we knew it was going to be that bad because <laughs> the Titans did the same thing to them. So, 
we figured if the Titans could do that, the Rams could do more. Um, and I'll be honest, after this game, um, the total for Joe Burrow getting sacked for the season, I think it was ugh, 70, which ridiculous. was like third most in NFL history. Ridiculous. So I think it's safe to say that they'll be working on their offensive line during the offseason with free agents and draft picks. <laughs> yeah, you better. You don't yeah. have a choice. You can't let this kid get hit that much, man. He's your he's your franchise. I mean, Joe Burrow I mean, is the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> so how many, how many uh how many quarterbacks you know that have hit, been hit that much that survived two, <laughs> three years? Many. Not many. Even in this NFL where they do protect you, you can't get hit that many times. You just it's it's gonna get to you. And look what happened last year, right? He got hurt. Hmm. Yep. So he, he can't get and I hope that, that knee injury he had he got hurt. I hope it's not as bad not bad at all. You know, because he can't keep having those knee injuries, man. No. <laughs> it's already bad. It's season one, right? He had the bad uh he had the surgery on the one knee. And this and it, in this game you got the sprains what, sprained ACLs or something like that. So yeah. it's not gonna be good. Because you know what, teams are just going to – and you're in a division where T.J. Watt plays, right? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, you're getting creamed in that game twice twice a year from them. So, but, uh, yeah, still great game, great uh, halftime show, obviously. Um, and uh, it was a great ending to an unbelievable season. So now we could turn our – attention now to the Jets offseason. Um, and before that, we'll just kind of go over the Jets season. Uh, we could kind of go unit by unit. Um, so let's start with the defensive side of the ball, since that seemed like it was the uh, the weakest, <laughs> we could say. But um, we'll start with the defensive line. What were your thoughts just on the defensive line alone for the Jets? Uh... Uh, whew. bad. Uh, underperform. Uh, underperforming. Uh, I think. I think the. I think the scheme, or the the uh, what I think the fact that um, they lost. Um, they lost their their. A free agent signing draft, uh, signing uh, pass yeah. rush. Carl Lawson, yeah. Before the season started, we lost. Before the season started, and uh, I think that put a big dent in in what they were planning to do. I think, I think uh, a couple of players playing out of position, in my opinion, not not clearly out of position, but that's not really their game. Um, even if uh, Myers had a pretty okay season. I think he's better suited from for rushing from the inside than being an edge player. I don't think he's really an edge player. I think Foley Fadakasi is a nose straight up. He's a zero tech. He is not what they were trying him to play, play him at three tech and four eye and all that stuff they were playing him at. He's not that guy. And because of that, you saw his numbers kind of uh, fall apart. Um, I don't think the scheme is made for him. There's rumors circling around that he might leave or they might let him um, walk. Uh, Huff 
shone. He he kind of shone for a bit, and then he got uh, he got injured, and when he came back, he just wasn't the same guy. Um, but other than that, there's nothing there, you know, and and nobody really performed up. Nobody was up to the task. Basically, they there was no diff, there was no protecting the second level of the defense, and then the second level level of the defense, like we know, is so bad that it just everything crumbled basically because the defensive line did not uh, play up to par this year at all. And as there is a couple of free agents you did mention, um, uh, Fadukowski. But also on the defensive line, you also got Tim Ward, Nathan Shepard, Fadakasi. Yeah, those are the four, the four guys in free agency. Do you think they bring any of them back? I know Fadakasi might be a tough one to bring back because yeah. of money he might get a, more money somewhere else. The other yeah, to play nose. Yeah. The other three. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, Tim Ward, Tim Ward might not. They might bring him back just to be a body, but I don't know if that's somebody you want to bring back um, because, again, uh, we spoke about this during the season, about the high, uh, the amount of snaps that uh, Robert Sala um, kind of has his defensive lineman play. It's a low percentage amount uh, snaps because he believes in high, a high level of rotation for, to keep people fresh. I think that I think a player like Quinnen kind of that worked against him because he is and still a very impactful player. Um, and people, people still, <laughs> you know, they're like everybody's talking about Simmons and all these other players. Meanwhile, I think since since uh, Quinnen got in the league, he has more sacks than Simmons anyway. So it really, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I think I think I just think that um, that they need more explosive, more athletic guys because that's what the scheme calls for. Yeah, and uh, some of those guys need to they they will be replaced. Hmm. Okay, so we'll probably see a couple of new faces there. Um, how about the linebackers? Linebackers, I think outside of Mosley. <laughs> were very weak <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, um, like I said before, um, the defensive line didn't play well, exposing the linebackers and the linebackers, the X, the, it was horrible. I mean, there were games, there were games that running backs will run, will, would run 12, 15 yards before they got touched. That means that linebackers are out of position, linebackers are getting bullied because offensive linemen are getting to the second level and getting their hands on them. Um, so many different reasons for, for, for it. Uh, Mosley was the best, of, um, best uh, uh, linebacker the Jets had, and he can't do it by himself. It's impossible. No. You know, uh, <laughs> Davis, Davis was a flop. Um, just did not perform on the level that I thought they, he, he would have. Even it, um, I didn't think he was going to be a superstar, but I thought he would perform on an okay level. You know, he would flash a couple of times. He did not. Right. He did not at all. He was a complete flop. And then the two young kids were injured. Uh, 
so they so we saw certain things from some of them but it wasn't like you know it wasn't anything mind-blowing and maybe there's something there the coaches see and they're going to try again this year uh we'll see quincy uh, quincy williams yeah uh i hate i hate to bur- burst some jets fans bubbles but uh quincy williams is not a starting linebacker in the nfl um I, I I go watch some starting watch some starting linebackers play football, please, and tell me Quincy Williams. He does make a few plays. And and listen, the level of growth that he's shown is admirable. I think I think that's where a lot of us as fans, that's why we love we love him and we 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 admire the fact that he's become such uh, such a good player out of where he came from, where he was basically some, you know, he was about to be thrown out of the league and he worked his way um, to a point where he's actually a contributor. I'm not saying that he can't be a contributor. I'm just saying that he's not a starter. Um, he'd, be, he'd, he'd do well to be a backup, but he's not a starting linebacker. So uh, they, need, they need a starting linebacker. Well, outside of Davis, Davis is the only free agent out of the linebackers we have. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's just Mosley, Blake Cashman is still <laughs> under contract. Goodbye. <laughs> if he could ever stay healthy. And then uh, and Quincy. So we're obviously yeah. going to add definitely linebackers to this, to this unit, without a doubt. Yes, sir. So probably in the draft, probably as a free agent again. But I just hope they don't go to, like, you know, they, they signed Jared Davis. It was kind of like out of nowhere they signed this guy. Uh, you know, that, I mean, I, 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 you can't really kill him for it. You know, you take a shot. You yeah, take a shot. shot. Sometimes yeah. you take a shot. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. Thanks you know, it, it, deal, so that worked out. Yeah, it, <laughs> right. It, it, it just it went. It, it, ha- it worked out. It worked out to the way opposite. I don't think anybody saw it happening that much. That bad. Right. I mean, I, I, I remember there were some haters, but, you know, so yeah. for somebody of his ilk, especially coming out of college, remember, he was supposed to be something. I don't know what happened. Right. I mean, we were expecting, what was it, Sherwood was going to go from, no, uh, Nazruddin was going to yeah. go to the linebacker, right? What, yeah, what and he, you know, he had his rookie, he had his rookie failures. And, mm-hmm. um, he had a few flashes in there, but you can't expect this kid to come in and all of a sudden become starting boss linebacker in the NFL. It's not going to happen. No. You know, and then the injuries kind of got in his way. So that was that, you know. Um, she, um, I think, I think, I don't know if he would, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be, to tell you the truth. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think the Jets know either. So, but, um, Here's all right. What about corner? I think corner was a little bit. I think surprisingly, coming into the year, we thought it was going to be our biggest weakness, but it actually was our strength. Yes, or played the best at least. So, what are your thoughts on the corner position? Corner was awesome. Corner was awesome. Um, There was a lot of uh, production from players that I think we we you know you know we. you know, we we uh we we didn't expect them to perform on that level. Um, I think Bryce Hall is Bryce Hall. I think we 
we kind of knew what we were getting, but he kept showing up. Um, he kept showing up over and over again. Um, I think, I think, I think we see what he is, right? Um, he is a, he is a starting corner in the NFL. Now, a number one starting corner, I don't think he has the athleticism to, right. to, to, um, to guard some of the better wide receivers in the NFL. You know, so him as a number two would probably, probably be what we're looking at. I think, I think he serves that uh, position better. And we need a ultra-athletic, explosive, talented corner to play our number one. Basically, that's what right. we need. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, think, I think the... Michael Carter. Was that? Right? Yeah, I was just about to mention his name. Yeah, Michael Carter showed up, man. Um, he has uh, the level of um, cojones <laughs> this kid has. He plays with reckless abandon. He's smart, tough. Um, covers coverage is really good. They, they were they they put him in a lot of tough situations um, against tight ends, against taller wide receivers. You know, um, it was it was crazy to see some of the things. You know, some of the you know some of the plays he was able to do in certain situations. So. I'm so sorry. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, but I was I was really taken aback by his performance, and I really like, really really like. Well, what were your thoughts on the other guys? You got some of the other guys. Eccles, I think, played pretty good down the stretch. Yeah, he uh, was okay. And you have Pinock, and you have Isaiah Dunn. Yeah, Dunn Dunn was a disappointment for me. I I thought I I had a higher feeling about him. And, he didn't perform, but he's still young. He can't jump off the boat yet. Uh, Pinock, I think, if I'm if I remember clearly, I think at some point he played ended up being playing safety. Am I right? Yeah, it was somebody right. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, and then he he looked like more of a safety than he looked like. Right. But that's all he right. looked like a corner. That's okay. That's <laughs> right. that's fine. Hey, as hey. long as he's good somewhere. <laughs> yeah, put him somewhere. I, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the same thing with Eccles. I don't think I don't think he is. Uh, I think he could be a contributor now. On what level, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Play dime. I don't know. Probably that's something he could do. But uh, he is definitely not a starting caliber player right now. Um, I think we have that in Michael Carter and Hall. Like I said, we just need the number one guy. Now, out of the corners, the only free agent is. Uh, Javelin Gidry. Well, what were your thoughts on him? Do you think they'll bring him back? Uh, not a bad player, but he had more flashes the year before. Um, he was a little quiet. He made a lot, a couple mistakes. Um, that kind of put the wrong spotlight on him. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not really sold on him. I don't know going forward what they would do because now again. When you start having players like Echoes that 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 flash, and he's younger, um, you have players like uh, Michael Carter, too, um, that flash, and then Gidry is supposed to be the one that took over the slot, right? Yeah. Um, you know, 
basically echo um uh, both echoes in my opinion and uh, and Michael Carter leapfrogged him. So now pushes him even deeper into the death death chart. And uh, now I think his future of the Jets is up in the air. Well, the one good thing with with Gidry, Gidry is a exclusive restricted free agent. So basically, I think we got the rights to sign him or not. Um, so at least they know, you know, they don't have to worry about a bidding war with him if they want to bring him back on a low end deal, one year deal, maybe something like that. But at least you got only one free agent. And I'm sure they're going to draft, you know, all the, the mock drafts coming out. We're either drafting, you know, we got one of the corners coming here or we got an edge rusher. So we'll see about the draft as we get closer. We're going to preview the draft as well each week coming up and next week as well. So um, now safety is a position where yeah, it was just, listen, we lost both our starters, right? Carnage. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, losing Marcus May, lo well, losing Joyner. What was it? The first week of the year, I think we lost. Just him? about. Yep. Uh, yep. So that he went down. Then, of course, Marcus May went down a few weeks later, and what we had yeah. left <laughs> was guys off the street, more or less, exactly. Yeah. And and again. All these deficiencies high, like just completely highlighted the problem with the Jets up the middle defense. Um, so teams were taking advantage of the fact that we couldn't stop the run. And then we couldn't stop the run. So teams took advantage of, of us play action-wise, even if on so in so many ways, at so many in, in multiple games, this back the back end of these young players call. Uh, Michael Carter, Echols, um, some of those players made plays that you just, you know, that you just didn't um, expect them to. Um, I think, I think again, uh, that was a sign or that could be a sign of what, how good this coaching staff is because you saw even when they were losing a bunch of games and they were down and out, a lot of players stood up and played well um, down the stretch. So that to me is kudos to the coaching staff. Yeah, so I, I think it's safe to say, I think with May's off the field problem with the, uh, the DWI and the injury, I don't think we're gonna see him back. I know a lot of fans want him back, resigns, but we don't know if he's gonna be back 100% week one. We don't know if he's going to get suspended at some point and how many games he's going to get suspended for. So I think there's too many question marks with, with Marcus May. I mean, unless he comes back on a low, you know, one of those low one-year deals to kind of prove that he's healthy again and, and all that. But um, so it's probably safe to say we're going to have two new starters at safety. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely because we, we don't have anything right now um, that, that, uh, looks like anything that that would save us in next year so uh i don't i don't yeah most likely that's it man we, they definitely need somebody from the draft and some i i would probably team up somebody from the draft with some some uh a, a veteran from the free agency i think that's what that's that's what i would have done i would do so i 
if I'm correct, I think we're going to see close to six new starters next year on defense, right? Two new yeah. starters, a, go- a cornerback, at least one cornerback. Right. Um, probably at least one linebacker. At least one. I, I think two, two new ones. But okay. like you said, at least one. And we're obviously going to see Carl Lawson. We didn't see Carl Lawson at all this yeah. year. He's going to be a new then starter. We, yeah, we might see another Ed Rusher. And we might yeah. see at least one defensive tackle. Right. So, yeah. So this is going to be a brand new defense next year, for sure. This year coming up. Um, hey. Which is good. When it's, really when it's broken, fix it. Yes. That's the good thing. We're not going to roll back with the same broken defense that we had. So, um, right. The thing is, hopefully we'll have we'll have some depth this year between our drafts, you know, signing guys, guys that we're bringing back. I just hope that that's the one thing we're lacking is depth. And that that's going to come, you know, obviously year after year, adding more and more draft cap, you know, draft picks into the into the system. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think I think like let's say like a position like corner. Right. If you bring in a stud from the from the draft at corner all of a sudden you've created depth because now you have your starting three you have your your number one guy you have your number two guy you have your nickel guy then you have some you you know you know if you keep you keep somebody like echoes then you have your your dime guy yeah i mean you know you understand what i mean so you have bodies and guys that are not completely complete trash that you've seen flashes and you've and might grow up. Um, so, so in my opinion, that a position like that is fine, you know. But, but overall, I completely agree with you. But that's the sign of a team that has struggled for ages. When you have struggled for as long as the Jets have, there's absolutely no way that you will you will be able to have. You will look like one of the more successful teams in the NFL. There's absolutely no way. To be one of the successful teams in the NFL, like you said, you have to have depth. And because of all the bad drafting and the bad contracts, there's nobody here. So you, so Joe Douglas and Robert Sala has a hell of a job on their hands, man. And it's not going to happen overnight, unfortunately. True. So, all right. That's the broken defense. We're going to have a whole new, <laughs> hopefully a new and improved defense this year. Um, we'll switch over to the offense. We'll start in the offensive line, uh, the tackle position. We know Becton got hurt early, came into camp kind of iffy, got hurt early in the, in the season, was supposed to take whatever it was, the timeline, six to eight weeks, and then it turned out to be all season. So he's being challenged basically by our coaching staff now, come into camp ready to battle for your spot because now you got fans who came – who replaced him at left tackle and played pretty good. So that's the one bright spot that we found, not that we found, but because we had fan, but fan can play left tackle. I think that's a great thing to have. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, people have pointed out on Twitter that, uh, that he didn't see uh, a, a, a lineup of some of the best pass rushes in the NFL. So, so you can't really say, Oh, you know what? I don't care. You know, I don't care. The fact he played whoever he played. Right. And he played he, well. He, and he played well. Basically, this is what you want the, wanted the guy to do, right? You wanted him to shine. He shined. He shone. What do you want him to do? 
you know, but, I, I, you know, all the picking apart of everything, I, I, I don't agree with that, um, you know. But again, uh, you know, I think he won the chance to battle for his position, in my opinion. So, hey, you know what? You did not see any, a bunch of high-level pass rushes last year. So this year, you're going to see a bunch of high-pass, um, high-level pass rushes. Bring your game, bring your A game then. You know, because that's what he said. I remember coming in when the Jets um, uh, signed him. One of the things he said was his dream was to be a starting left tackle in the NFL. Hey, you know who we got to see at least once in a while? TJ Watt. <laughs> We're going to see those guys. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, so so if you're going to if if you want to be a starting you know, if you're going to be a starting left tackle, I mean, I know what mostly um, rushes on the right-hand side, so nobody come for me on that. Um, um, on the left-hand side, I mean, but um, or oh, whatever. He rushes the opposite side. So, um, but understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, I, I am not going to hold this season against him, against Fant. I think that was an awesome season. I think he deserves all the accolades or whatever he gets from uh, performing on that level uh talking about uh makai becton it is insane it is insane um and it's sad um i'm not gonna take any joy in any of what happened um and any, and anybody out there saying oh well i told you so because he's too big and all this stuff is ridiculous man i mean come on <laughs> not know? after one year it's, we can't we can't be saying that after one year you know, you know, I wish I wish him the best because I think I think he has he has the he is uh, uh, his makeup points to a pretty successful, g- good career as an offensive lineman in the NFL. And I would I would like nothing more for him to be that. Um, and I hope that injuries that do not derail that other than the injuries, the weight problem. I mean, and then your coach has to come out and say, you got to fight for it, man. That's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. And in a team, on a team where we can't afford to make mistakes. We can't. Um, so so you, might, you, might be, you might be behind the eight ball because you know what? They just don't have time to wait for you while you, know, while you get your shit straight. I'm sorry, you know, that's just how it is, you know. So bring your bring your A game next year. Put you know, lose your weight, bring your A game, and let's see if you win your position back. Basically, that's that's it for me. I, you know, I hope he does. And and him and him and fan battling it out in 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 camp is a good thing, you know. At the very least, we're gonna look with the the tackle position we're gonna have. Even if we don't draft a tackle, which it looks like we're going to, but even if we don't, that those are two good starting tackles. If if Beckton's going to end up at right tackle, you know, that that's not really that bad of a thing. You know, if Fant is left, Beckton is right, or vice versa, that's a pretty good tackle. You know, now we know Fant can handle it. So uh, Beckton, we seen in year one that he's that he's got the capability or the the talent that we've seen the talent level with him, that it can yes. be at a very high level. He just has to get there. 
and he has to work. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to work for it now. It's not going to be and it's not going to be given to him. No, and he has to be do it consistently. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of responsibility on him now. Um, there are a couple of free agents at tackle. Um, you got Morgan Moses, Connor McDermott, yeah. kind of a swing guy, um, and Greg. Uh, yeah, McDermott is he swings all right, just like a turnstile. <laughs> no, he needs to go. So you that, that guy, I, I hate and I hate talking like that about players, but horrible. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember him coming in and looking any good. Not one time. Almost every snap he plays, he's on his heels as a as a pass blocker and as a run blocker, he's with like, oh my God, how many missed blocks? It's ridiculous. You know, even Dan Feeney, to me, in my opinion, had a better better season as a backup. Wow. You know, he was able to come in and 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 after a, a couple times and hold the fort. You know, I would keep him around if I could. If I'm jumping the gun, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for depth, sure, why not, right? But, yeah. well, because you know he could kind of swing back, you know, he could play center, he could play guard, teeny, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the tackle position, it looks like we're probably going to draft somebody, but we'll see. Um, listen, the free agency is going to, you know, the free agent, once free agency starts, uh, that's where a lot more movements are going to come, um, and then we'll find out from the free agency period, what I think we'll have a better idea of what, you know, what direction they're going with the draft picks anyway. But um, uh, so that's the tackle position. What about the interior? I know we've seen, we obviously hit on Elijah Vera Tucker. Yes, sir. Um, but then we got everybody's favorite, Greg, Greg Van Roten. Uh, yes. Clark retired. Um, that was really about it with the guards. Isaiah Williams, uh, free agent wise for guards. Uh, and we brought uh, Duvernay Tardif and yes, Alex yeah. oh, no, and Feeney. Yeah, Feeney's also a free agent as well. So, right. Do you think Tardif? Here's here was my question. Do you think Tardif could be our starter, or do you or do you expect them to bring someone else in? I read I read a, a, a an interview he had uh sometime this week were on the draft network with one of the um, reporters where he said that he he really likes what they do and he wants to come back to play um and i think and he said he feels like he's just scratching the surface so you know um remember you he what how many games did he play he only played how many games uh, eight games was it eight games or nine games something like that right yeah to me, to me, to me, um, to me, he there's something that um, I think I think he was he he showed um, he was he showed a, a um, ability to um, be able to recover a lot. Um, he did well. He, I mean, you could tell the run game changed completely when he started kind of getting the game a little bit, trying yeah. to understand the blocking. Um, and even the pass, even the pass protection got better. So you could tell he elevated um, the play out, up front. So I wouldn't mind keeping him around um, unless the Jets feel like they need to go younger. 
Um, but so I like him. Yep. I like I like to keep Finney around and and McGovern. You know, McGovern is McGovern. I don't think McGovern is a superstar. I don't think he's he's a really good. I think he's okay. He's good to okay. He's okay to good. Right. You know, and finding a good uh, okay to good center in the NFL is pretty tough. So if you have one, you keep him. True. So, okay, so we'll go from center and guard and the tackles. Let's go to tight end. Tight end is, oof, tight end was really mm. bad this year. Um, we got a couple of guys coming back. We got Ryan Griffin still under contract, Kenny Yaboa, and someone named Brendan Dillon under contract, who I don't think we've seen. Um, and free agent wise, uh, I think it's just oh, Tyler Croft is a, a free agent. So, what were your thoughts on on Croft? Do you think they'll bring him back? We're obviously going to bring someone else. Someone has to be brought in a free agent draft. Yeah, <laughs> tight end because we need a, a tight end in this in this offense. Everybody, everybody um, underperformed except Croft, who he just he he just stayed. He just flatlined. Not, I would. I'm sorry. He didn't flatline. He just kind of stayed even. He wasn't. He didn't blow you away, or he didn't. He didn't really fall flat on his face. He was okay. Right. The tight end blocking was horrible again. I mean, I don't know how many years we've been saying that. Um, but but when Croft was in, the blocking was okay. It was better. Um, the receiving was horrible. They couldn't separate. They couldn't get open. Um, if they weren't schemed open, I mean, a lot of times that's when they got open. That position, this position needs to be upgraded. If, if, uh, if this quarterback is going to grow up in this NFL, the tight end position needs to be upgraded for the Jets promptly. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. need to sign a free agent, either Schultz or what, what out of the free agents, who do you think would be the best bet? Do you think Schultz is a good fit for us? I, I like him better than the than than people talking about Gusecki. Because right. everything all they're thinking about is the is receiving prowess. And I'm thinking to myself, this this offense is not all about the fact that you could run crosses and get open. You have to be able to block. You have to be able to. Not only block, but block, but you you have to have a, a very high level IQ on understanding um, how to play the position, basically. And and for me, I don't think he fits. I could be completely wrong, but I just don't like his game that much. I really don't. I don't like Gasecki's game. I prefer Schultz's game to um, to uh, better. I, I I prefer most definitely prefer Schultz. So Schultz is more the complete tight end yeah and i don't i and i was looking at his blocking (laughs) yeah gaseki is a good receiver but um i was looking at i think schultz does a little bit of what we do a little bit over there so you know you know so you could kind of see his game he's not gonna blow you out the water of his blocking but it's not terrible (laughs) i think he could get away with it you know the fact, and the fact that he is explosive enough to get open, I think that matters. Um, so I like him better than I like Schultz. I could, again, 
I don't think I've seen a lot of people side with me. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it makes sense. But, but I'm good. That's my opinion. That's me. I I I just like him better. You know. I I think there's a free a, a few good options also at tight end this this uh, this free agency class too. You got um, David Njoku from Cleveland. Yeah. Right. OJ Howard from Tampa Bay. No. No. Okay. No. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> well, what about? What about uh, C.J. Uzuma from, from Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, he could do, get the job done. Feisty, great receiver, uh, very smart. Um, I like his game. I like his game. Um, but again, uh, I don't think he's leaving Cincinnati. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, th- that position, I think I, I would like more nothing more than a veteran to fill this position. So this is tough. This is a tough position to learn um, because you're half receiver, half offensive lineman, basically. Right. I, you know, takes time to learn it. Uh, so, so you, I think I think the Jets are probably looking for somebody that'll be able to help in the zone, in the run, in the run scheme, understand it. You know, uh, probably has a background in blocking for in it, um, which I don't know who does. I I didn't. Um, my research didn't get that deep yet. I might find out soon. Um, but in my opinion, I think a veteran pickup would be best. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, you know what, going big for a free agent, like you said, like a veteran, and also drafting one too. Yeah, why not? Right. Double dip. Yeah, because <laughs> we could use it for sure. Um, sure. And then uh, let's go to wide receiver. Wide receiver, of course. Elijah Moore was great for us. Um, Corey Davis, our big free agent pickup last year. Was a disappointment? Yeah, I would call him a disappointment (laughs) for sure. Uh, Denzel Mims. uh, Yeesh. Yeesh, yeah, exactly. That's a pretty big disappointment. Um, And then, you know, Crowder played, but now he's a free agent. Keelan Cole, I would say he was kind of a, I don't want to say he was a disappointment, but he was right there. Um, he's a free agent. Jeff Smith's a free agent. And Brax, uh, Braxton Barrios, everybody wants him re-signed. Uh, <laughs> but he's a free agent. Yes, great return guy, good number four receiver, but we have to see uh, what kind of money he's going to be offered from other teams. Because it looks yeah. like he wants to get, you know, starting slot money. But um, so, what, what's your thoughts yeah. overall on the wide receivers? The Jets, the Jets, according to what what I read somewhere, that the Jets are gonna let him hit the market too. Mm. You know, to gauge his value, see what teams are willing to pay him. Uh, I'm talking about barriers, by the way. Um, wide receiver, like I said, Corey Davis was a disappointment. I think. I think he is better than that. And I think he's going to have a better season next next season. Uh, I would love nothing more for the eight ball himself, uh, Elijah Moore, to uh, play an injury-free season so we could see uh, the man in all his glory, basically. So um, can't wait for that because, I mean, even before he started getting a lot of balls thrown his way, you could see and he's just different. His route running is 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 ex- excellent. Um, he could get open. He could separate. He has the speed. 
is going to be a problem. Um, the whole Denzel Mims thing was killing me. It was killing me all season, you know, because people kept asking for him and asking for him. And I kept saying on Twitter, maybe the coaches see something that you don't. No, the coaches, they're young and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> only for him, only for him, he, come, he came into a game and get two penalties back to back. <laughs> Didn't know where to stand. That's, how bad is that? Yeah. <laughs> Does not know how to line up on the line of scrimmage. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the coaches were right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know. So, but so, but you you will see new faces there too. I think I think they I think they I don't think um, they're gonna stop at trying to add new faces there now. Are they gonna go veteran or they're gonna get a youth? I don't know. Um, might be a mixture of both, just like with the tight end. You know, you might see them sign a big guy, and they also might draft someone as well. You know, I, I think we're gonna get both. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, here's the here's the key though with Davis. I think uh, after this year they could get out of his contract. So, you know, when I first looked at it, I was like, you know what, they're probably not going to go big on a receiver because they just signed Corey Davis to a big deal. But after this year, they can get out of Corey Davis's contract. So he's yeah. got one more season, and then if they want, they could cut him, you know, or trade him. And he's got very little dead cap. He's got less than a million dead cap. So it'd be basically a clean break. So, yeah, they, so I, I think they do have a chance to go big game hunting, as they say, for a wide receiver. So, yeah, there's rumors out there about, uh, about uh, what's his name? Uh, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. For some reason, I can't think of the his free name. agent or the yeah free agent yeah. Uh, Cooper, uh, can't remember his name. But anyway, <laughs> for some reason, I can't, well, Adrian, I can't Adrian, get... no, not Adrian. Um, oh, what's the guy? Oh, I had him right here. For Dallas, no, Cooper is he's still signed for Dallas. But but there's the rumors that they're saying that they're they're trying to get a team to buy him out. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. but Cedric Wilson is a free agent for Dallas, who wasn't bad last year, and also, yeah, he's not uh, a bad player. The other guy that got hurt, um, who's their other receiver? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Can't think of his name. Yeah, we're we're both have, having a moment. Bring uh, fart. Yeah, um, and. Very good player too, Michael Gallup. Gallup, yeah, that's the name. Thank but you. he's another one. Like, is he going to come back hundred percent? When is he going to be back? Right? Are you are you willing to invest your future in a player that just had a major injury? Right. That's <laughs> all the these thing. questions. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, there's well, the the, the you know, there's, one would be try to go big for De Devontae Adams. You know, you're going to spend probably twenty something million dollars on the guy, but you know what he is, right? <laughs> yeah, but him playing with a young QB that's just getting his feet wet, I don't see that happening. Right. Um, so so that's that's a no. That's probably not going to happen. So, so, I mean... Uh, let me ask you something. The, out of the guys yeah, that are free agents, like Crowder, Cole, 
Jeff Smith and Berrios. Do you see any of them coming back? There's a chance none of them come back, to tell you the truth. Um, um, I think I think the coaches love the love them, but I think I think the the if you see the way the Jets the Jets are thinking, the way Joe Douglas moves is is he loves he loves his to get his guys right. He loves to get the guys that the coaching staff could right. deal with, and and some of those guys, man, you know, I think I think Cole. Like you said, I think there was a little disappointment there. I think he underperformed to what we thought he would. Um, he's a good locker room guy, but I mean, I'm not paying paying you to be a whole locker room guy and you're not performing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, so I think we're gonna see new faces there. Are they gonna go big in free agency? I don't know. I promise you that they're gonna draft one though. Yeah. Could be a first rounder, depending on what they do with free agency. But yeah, I could I could definitely see that happening as well. Um, I I mean Berrios, I'd love to get him back, but they're not going to sign him at starting slot money, nine million dollars or whatever. You know they say he wants. Yeah, there's no yeah, way. love the love him. Yeah, love him, love him, man, love the guy. But I ain't paying him nine a year. I'm I'm sorry. That's no. not that, you know, if it was up to me, that's not my money. If they do it, God bless them. No, I but don't. I would. I mean, I could see five, six million dollars a year, you know, but he's also too only a, four, a number four receiver when when it's going to be all right. done. And you see talking about five, six. I'm talking about three and a half for the, for the max. <laughs> that would be, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what that but that's how. Joe Douglas might be thinking too. He might be like, yeah. I could draft a kid, you know, in the fourth or fifth round to return punts, to return the kickoff and be our number four or five option, you know, out there. So I, I that's probably what he's thinking. Um, so that's the wide receiver position. Then we go to running back. Um, obviously, Michael Carter drafted him. Yes. Great. Um, a guy that kind of let us, I don't want to, let us down, but he was kind of a letdown. Was Ty Johnson? Um, yeah, both Walter came on a little bit at the end. Yeah, he fits the system a little bit more. He he definitely does. Um, but Johnson was Johnson is just a guy. He is not. Yeah, did not stand out. Um, faltered a lot. A little better too, I think. Yeah, not good of not a good pass blocker. You know, vision is horrible. Um, that's it. I um I don't know if he's gonna be coming back, but you know Michael Carter is a is a superstar in the in the in the waiting in waiting in uh to, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And the free agent, the only free agent we have at running back is Tevin Coleman. What was your thoughts on him? Really liked his running style. Really liked the way he hit the hole. He really um, kind of set the standard for the running backs um, down the stretch. Wouldn't mind to, wouldn't mind bringing him back um, because I think a stable of running backs in this scheme is important. Um, I would, if I were the Jets, I would draft one and uh, to pair with uh, Michael Carter and Keith, uh, the guy you just mentioned, <laughs> keep him around because right. I think a stable a stable of backs is important. What What do you think? 
uh, P. Ryan? Do you think it's just not working here? You think he's not a good fit? What What do you think? Because P. Ryan was another one with all the injuries they had. We didn't see him really play much. Yeah, he. Uh, I I don't know. I can't speak for what the coaches saw or what they felt, but I think it it kind of it, it just didn't get more snaps. You saw Austin Walter come and get more snaps than him, right? Um, I think he. I think the scheme just does not fit his game, and and he's he underperformed miserably. So uh, I'd be I'd be surprised if he's around. Do you think they go after if they don't bring back Tevin Coleman? Do you think they go after one of the bigger running back free agents? I doubt uh, that. I doubt uh, that because I think I think I don't think they will invest too much money in running back. I don't think they need to anyway, but. I don't think that's Joe Douglas's style anyway. Right. Here's a here's a thought. What about Cordella Patterson? Huh. <laughs> right? Because he helps yeah. out like and wide receiver wise. Yeah, he's 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 everything. Um uh, but like I said, as much as he is pretty very dynamic, I don't know. I don't know if that guy, if uh if they would go that route. Possible, you know. Joe Douglas made a point of saying that he, you know, he wanted to sign free agents and he wanted to go big time. But I take everything anybody says around this time of season with a grain yeah, of salt. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because they're playing chess at this point. They're not. They're trying everything to do, everything in their powers to, uh, you know, throw smoke signals up. <laughs> you know. The, well, the one thing we both know too. I think they want to get. They would like to get a fullback, right? Yeah. You see how good the that, fullback that, used it with San Fran. Yeah. Um, that's a tough thing. There's not a lot of fullbacks out there. Uh, maybe you draft one, but it's tough to learn that position. Uh, but the, but again, as close of the as as close of this system is to what San Fran does, there's very big pieces of it that's not exactly like what they do in San Francisco. So um, they could cheat and find another way to be able to execute the same plays without the use of a tight end of, of a fullback, but we'll see going forward what they do. Um, uh, I, that, that's one of the things I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued in. Uh, and I can't wait to see what they do next with. Um. So now we could switch to, of course, quarterback. And of course, we got Zach Wilson, who I think did exactly what what we were hoping he would do, right? He would progress throughout the year, got hurt. But when he came back from his injury, he definitely looked much better. Um, our free agents there are Mike White, who played that one amazing game against Cincinnati and beat them. Um, and also Flacco is a free agent as well. Uh, what's your yeah, thing on, the, on Zach? And also, do you think they're going to bring back one of those guys to back him up? Yeah, at this point, we don't know what Zach is. But he has shown promise. Uh, so we were hoping that that promise turns in, keeps blossoming into a, into a beautiful flower. We don't know. We'll wait. We, I'll wait, on, wait out and see it. But he was definitely, he showed flashes of uh, off-schedule stuff, um, and he also showed growth in pocket. 
So, you know, I like, I like his trajectory. I like where he's going. I just hope he keeps climbing. Uh, the, the coaches did make mention of uh, bringing back. They, they're, they're, uh, they're not opposed to bringing Flacco back. So um, that's, I would be okay with that. I'm not mad at that. Um, I don't think Mike White is going anyway either, right? I don't, uh, you think they're going to re-sign him? I don't know. Um, that's a good question there. Who, who uh, would you rather have as your backup, Flacco or White, if they only brought back one? Gotta be Flacco, though. Mm. Yeah, gotta be Flacco. Um, I know people People always like to bring up the fact that he says his job is not to uh, mentor young players or whatever, but he does not have to go out of his way and say anything. What he does day in and day out is enough to show the young quarterback around that how to do how to be a pro. So, you and know. you know what? I think he's at the age where I think he's starting to accept what he is now at this point. You know, I hope so. He's thirty-seven. You know, is, does he really think he's a starter in this league anymore? I don't. I don't think he does, especially with how the the quarterback position is changing where you want a more mobile quarterback, a guy who could run a little bit, you know, that's just not him, obviously. So I, 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 you know, I think he sees the, the writing on the wall, like, okay, I'm a backup. Hey, if I could, if I could play a couple more years and make a few, you know, a few bucks more in the last couple of years of my career, this is great. You know? So I don't think he's out to be the starter on the jets. If he's signed here, I think he's out to be the backup and be ready to go in if if hopefully Wilson you know if Wilson doesn't get hurt that's great but if he does at least you know you got a veteran presence back there Mike White played great obviously in the game and a half that he had to play the Cincinnati game obviously we beat them unbelievable um and he was playing great not great but he was playing really good against the Colts before he got hurt the next game yeah so um who knows um at this point so I think we're we're in good shape there. Um, and then special teams, obviously, kicking was a disaster as usual with this team um, till the very end. Uh, that guy uh, Eddie Pinero uh, kicked really well for us down the stretch the last few games. Uh, but he's a free agent, so hopefully we'll bring him back. The punter uh, Brandon Mann got hurt, and then when he came back, he he didn't look great when he first came back but i thought the last game or two he looked a little yeah better. he started yeah he started returning to himself a little bit yeah i agree um yeah, so hopefully we're okay there too <laughs> for pinero i i i mean you could bring pinero back but you better bring somebody else too because i don't i'm i don't trust completely trust that guy no um, i don't absolutely yeah so bringing competition i would like that uh i think man will be fine i think he was just recovering from the injury yeah. So I'm not worried about that. Um, and we spoke about uh, returner. Um, I mean, you could draft somebody or, or keep, you know, veterans to do it. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, I think bring back Pinero. But like you said, maybe there's somebody in the draft. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure you haven't either looked at the kickers for the draft. No. <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll try to look into some of them if there's any that are available because Cincinnati obviously did the right thing in drafting McPherson and look at him. He was, he was, 
a great weapon, and especially in the playoffs. I mean, the guy didn't miss a kick. So, um, but um, so next week we are going to be bringing in Andrew Golden, right? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, we, we're also going to have James James Weigals come through too. So we're going to do a lot of draft stuff. We're going to do a lot of uh, breaking down positions, a little bit more fine tuning of that, a little bit more information on those uh, positions and the out the future outlook of these positions and a lot of introduction to a lot of new uh, prospects in the draft. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna do a lot of that. They'll be like our primer for the draft. Um, they'll give us a more broader view of the draft for us, kind of <clears throat> preview it a little bit for us, maybe at the positions that we need the most. Um, and then we'll get into it the week after. We'll start getting into position by position every week. And uh, we'll give you guys full previews of each position, who we like, who's going to be good for, who would we, who would we like for our team as well. So definitely looking forward to going through that. And, um, and that's it. So remember next week, we got Andrew Golden coming in, James Wickhouse, both guys do a great job on their podcast. Um, definitely check him out and uh, check us out as well on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio. Remember, you can catch us on sportswireradio.com, uh, sportswireradio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. And you can catch Charmin at playlikeajet.com. Writes great articles every week. And um, thank you for joining us. And we will see you guys next week. Okay, guys.